Get to Old Navy now because this week only there's a new red hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in store. So hurry in and get today's wow worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in store only. One time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Think It Ain't Illegal Yet. I'm your host, St. Clinton. On this show, we'll be playing some poetry, spoken words. And other things about political and social issues going on around the world, both past, present, and future, which will hopefully make you think. Fathers of Freedom in 76 formed a new Congress, a nation to fix. Taxation, oppression, unjust British might. The colonial colonies were ready to fight. John Adams, president after Washington's time. Diplomat, lawyer, Bostonian mind. Ben Franklin, author, printer, scientist true. Pennsylvania statesman and inventor too. Adams and Franklin, Hamilton and Jay. Jefferson, Washington, even more to say. Hancock and Morris, Witherspoon too. Madison, Rodney, even more crew. From New York, New Jersey, and Delaware State, Rhode Island and Maryland, their numbers were great. A continental congress with vision, hope, and dreams, standing tall against oppressive British means. Men of conviction, men of heart, the battle for freedom soon would start. Thirteen colonies united in cause, a colonial army that took no pause. King George would send his best brigadiers, but George Washington's boys would show no fear. Minutemen muskets crackle till dawn, through forest and glade, till the enemy be gone. Concord, Lexington, and Bunker Hill, the fight for liberty became a test of will. Thirteen colonies with one grand desire, end English tyranny, end English fire. The battle won, a new nation born, a continental congress had been formed. Philadelphia, where fathers of freedom meet, the liberty bell, liberty's ring so sweet. Independence declared, a declaration signed, equality, happiness, human rights defined, a new president named George Washington's time, the United States is real, not just in the mind. A new nation forged from sweat and tears, an anvil of strength through all the years. Nations abroad would learn from this fight, tyranny and oppression can never be right. So celebrate well this July 4th day. Let fireworks and happiness light your way. Remember the fathers of freedom today. Their sacrifice and courage paved our way. Who are you? What's your name? You know who I am. Who are you? What's your name? I'm amazing spicy man. Don't shake your head, don't roll your eyes, the truth 
is dead. The facts are lies. Don't shake your head. Don't tap your toe. Shazam, Bali ho, Tally ho. Who are you? What's your name? You know who I am. Who are you? What's your name? I'm amazing, spicy man. The president said the sky is green, water is red, and coal is clean. Now that's the truth, all you need to know. Skeptics and critics, go, go, go. What's your name? I'm Amazing Spicy Man. I am the man I chose to be. It's a gift, a curse, it's my destiny. I'm a human spicy spicer man. I'm a truth, a slicer, dicer man. I hang all night upside down. I spin alt-right. Round and round, I sold my soul long ago. Shazam, bali ho, tally ho! Who are you? What's your name? You know who I am. Who are you? What's your name? I'm Amazing Spicy Man. Amazing Spicy Man. Amazing Spicy That's it. Obama is no longer president. You might cry, you might be happy, but let's think for a moment about the environmental legacy he leaves behind. At home, Obama worked to lower emissions of greenhouse gases from cars and power plants, he's boosted renewable energy, and set new records for protected public land. On the international level, he has spearheaded climate deals like the Paris Accord, an agreement among nearly 200 nations to lower carbon emissions in the fight against climate change. The new president of the United States, Donald Trump, has vowed to dismantle all back. For the next four years, when it comes to climate policy, the place to watch isn't the White House, it's the courtroom. The courts is really the area of last resort for a lot of environmental groups and a lot of states that have supported the Obama administration agenda. A lot of environmental groups are gearing up to fight in any anti-climate action by the Trump administration already. People are fully staffed up and fully ready to hit the green go button on litigation. Trump's record on the environment already isn't great. I mean, he said climate change is a hoax, and his actions so far don't bode well. He nominated ExxonMobil CEO Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State. His pick for the head of the Environmental Protection Agency is Scott Pruitt, a man who sued the EPA over environmental regulations. His transition team also sent a questionnaire to the Department of Energy asking for the names of employees who worked on climate policy. That's really intimidating, even if Trump's team later said the questionnaire was not authorized. Most importantly, Trump vowed to scrap the Clean Power Plan, Obama's signature policy to reduce CO2 emissions. But rolling back the CPP won't be that easy. In fact, a lot of people are already trying. Two dozen states and industry groups have sued the EPA, arguing that it overstepped its authority under the Clean Air Act. If Trump's CPA tries to halt that lawsuit before a ruling is reached, several other states have vowed to sue the administration. 
The EPA has to follow the Clean Air Act and regulate air pollutants in the U.S. And in 2007, the Supreme Court ruled that greenhouse gases like CO2 are air pollutants under that law. In 2009, the EPA determined that greenhouse gases like CO2 endanger people's health and welfare. If Trump's EPA declares that greenhouse gas emissions are dangerous to the public, environmental groups would sue and probably win because... I, I, you know, I think it would be really difficult at this stage to argue in a legally defensible manner that there is not endangerment given what we're seeing with the Greenland ice melt, Antarctica, the more frequent storms or more frequent severe storms, I should say precipitation, changes, drought, many, many of which have been connected to human responsibility for CO2 and other climate-related emissions. In short, global warming. The courts are likely to hear cases on a host of other environmental issues. If endangered species aren't protected under the Endangered Species Act, environmental groups could sue the government for inaction. If Trump decides to undo some of the national monuments named by Obama under the Antiquities Act, that could also wind up in the courts. How the courts will rule is difficult to predict. Trump will be able to appoint a new Supreme Court justice, skewing the balance to the conservative side. Environmentalists also worry about some 100-plus judicial vacancies that Trump will be able to fill with his appointees. The Supreme Court will get a lot of attention, but the federal courts pose a much more immediate opportunity. A couple of openings are at the Second Circuit, which has ruled on water pollution before. Other openings are at the Ninth Circuit, which is important for endangered species cases. I think the Trump administration can do many damaging things, but ultimately the law is on our side, so we'll win cases if we have to bring them against these rollbacks. And we'll also find that they lose in the court of public opinion, because the public is in favor of these things, not against them. of rivers of reason, oceans of wisdom, a collection of voices who understand sanity and the dismantling of humanity. Will you be my angel? Will you be my sage? My savior? My savior. My savior. My savior. I am too engaged in politics and poverty, in pending prison terms, in biased news reporting, and the miseducation of our children, in religion, wars overseas, the dying innocent, overblown rhetoric, mediocrity, hypocrisy. I need your heart as a safe space. I yearn for solitude from all the missed opportunities for peace and progress. To have you in this way, I'd be blessed. I protest all of these injustices. I stand with the 1%, even the downtrodden other countries and continents. Not to mention this great recession, starving children, women and men stealing. The blues is revealing. It sings a long song of suffering, stanzas heavy with tears and struggle. The blues will make you hustle in ways you never dreamt of. 
Will you be my angel? Will you be my sage? 
my favorite. Savior, my savior, my savior. I am too engaged in politics and poverty, in pending prison terms, in biased news reporting, and the miseducation of our children, and religion, wars overseas, the dying innocent, overblown rhetoric, mediocrity, hypocrisy. I need your heart as a safe space. I yearn for solitude from all the missed opportunities for peace and progress. To have you in this way, I'd be blessed. I protest all of these injustices. I stand with the 1%, even the downtrodden other countries and continents. Not to mention this great recession, starving children, women and men stealing. The blues is revealing. It sings a long song of suffering, stanzas heavy with tears and struggle. The blues will make you hustle in ways you never dreamt of. Blues don't hold love. So I need a break. I need an escape. Your presence would help. I can't do this by myself. I am only an island surrounded by pain and heartache. You are the opposite of those blues, lady. I need every inch of the soul you can provide.
dramatize the shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the Bank of Justice is bankrupt. believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. So we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. We have also come to this hallowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time. From the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood, now is the time. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This sweltering summit of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until that is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content We'll have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. There will be neither rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. 
The whirlwinds, the revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. But that is something that I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold which leads into the palace of justice in the process of gaining our rightful place. We must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protest to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. And as we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. We can never be satisfied. As long as our body is heavy with the fatigue of travel, cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities. We cannot be satisfied. As long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one, we can never be satisfied. As long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as a Negro in Mississippi cannot vote and a Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, no, we are not satisfied and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution. 
staggered by the winds of police brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to Alabama. Go back to South Carolina. Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities. Knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friend, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My poor little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. One day, down in Alabama, with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day, right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. Exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the south with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this thing, 
We will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. My country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee, I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. gentlemen this is Sane Clinton I just wanted to drop in real quick and say thank you for listening to this show whether you listen through iTunes Stitcher Spotify TuneIn Google Plus Player FM or any other way I just want to say thank you
in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation.
true to what you're saying on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over that. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. Southern Montana stood an old western town, warlock by name, just poor folk and hounds. Twas 1865, the wild west so untamed, yet so alive. Fresh from the trail, cowboys rode through to water their horses and freshen their crew. Miss Sadie's saloon always open for gents. Luscious ladies dance on her stage for their rent. Stagecoaches and wagons with bales of hay rattled past town folk on hot, dusty days. Coffins for hire fronted the undertaker's shop. Dry goods and blacksmith were but a short hop. The office of sheriff was a derelict scene. Rifles and six guns, cobwebbed and unclean. Wanted new lawman, a sign on the door. Dried blood and vomit smeared on the floor. From out of hell's heart rode the Barton boys. Four demons on horseback, a town to destroy. Brothers from Yuma who took a blood oath. Bent on revenge for town folk, they loathe. Their faces so scarred in barroom brawls, their teeth so missing from mean drunken falls. Gunslingers who ravaged this town of the West, six sheriffs who challenged became second best. To keep warlock lawless by killing the law, hanging their father had been the last straw. A minister of Jehovah who came just to preach, to witness for God, 
warlock spiritual outreach. Accused by a sheriff of bewitching his child, lynched from an oak tree without mercy or trial. Six visits to town to now avenge their kin, six sheriffs lay dead, gunfights they just couldn't win. Shot in the heart by the brothers of blood, six rotting tombstones peer up from town mud. A western town with a hell-bound fate, a need for some savior before it was too late. A medicine man of Indian fame, with potions and lotions to warlock he came. An old covered wagon of buffalo hide, amulets and charms hung from the side. He spoke with the townsfolk with passion and desire, his eyes ablaze with some holy desire. To rid the good people of mayhem and woe, with magical talismans that now he would show. For a paltry pound of gold from your mines, your agony of blood will all be left behind. Place my charms on your sheriff's tombstones. An incantation I teach, at their graves you shall moan. The townspeople obeyed the Magi's advice. The spirits of the dead had now been enticed. When the Barton boys rode into Warlock Town, they got a greeting from hell, an unholy showdown. What rose from the graveyard was not of this earth. Decayed, soulless corpses, an ungodly rebirth. A foul meeting at midnight near Mercedes Saloon. Blood brothers and ghouls did duel at full moon. The Barton boys fired six guns at very close range, but killing the undead can be so damn strange. Though limbs and body parts did fly through the air, the zombies kept walking to the brothers' despair. A scream from the dark as brains were consumed, their appetite for human flesh had now so mushroomed. The Barton boys eaten, the townspeople cheered. Six dead sheriffs now turned to their next dinner and leered. Only skeletons remain in that old western town. Sagebrush and tumbleweed, a saloon broken down. A strange scent of brimstone on hot summer nights. The corpses of six sheriffs roam warlock by moonlight. The pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King, J.R. Present to you, Dr. Martin Luther King, J.R. The life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. The Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. The Negro is still languished in the corners of American society. He finds himself in exile in his own land. The Negro is not free. seared in the flames of withering injustice. 
It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro is not free. country who embody that spirit more than our friend and our champion, Senator Edward Kennedy. He has spent his life in service to this country, not for the sake of glory or recognition, but because he cares deeply in his gut about the causes of justice and equality and opportunity. So many of us here have benefited in some way or another because of the battles he's waged, and some of us are here because of them. We know he's not well right now, but we also know that he's a fighter. And as he takes on this fight, let us lift his spirits tonight by letting Ted Kennedy know that we are thinking of him, that we are praying for him, that we are standing with him and Vicky, and that we will be fighting with him every step of the way. Now, 15 months ago, in the depths of winter, it was in this great state where we took the first steps of an unlikely journey to change America. The skeptics predicted we wouldn't get very far. The cynics dismissed us as a lot of hype and a little too much hope. And by the fall, the pundits in Washington had all but counted us out. But the people of Iowa had a different idea. From the very beginning, you knew that this journey wasn't about me or any of the other candidates in this race. It was about whether this country at this defining moment, we'll continue down the same road that has failed us for so long, or whether we will seize this opportunity to take a different path, to forge a different future for this country that we love. That's the question that sent thousands upon thousands of you to high school gyms and VFW halls, to backyards and front porches, to steak fries and JJ dinners. 
where you spoke about what the future would look like. You spoke of an America where working families don't have to file for bankruptcy just because a child gets sick, where they don't lose their home because some predatory lender tricks them out of it, where they don't have to sit on the sidelines of the global economy because they couldn't afford the cost of a college education. You spoke of an America where our parents and our grandparents don't spend their retirement in poverty because some CEO dumped their pension. An America where we don't just value wealth, but we value work and the workers who created the wealth. You spoke of an America where we don't send our sons and daughters on tour after tour of duty to a war that has cost us thousands of lives and hundreds of billions of dollars, but has not made us safer. You spoke of an America where we match the might of our military with the strength of our diplomacy and the power of our ideals, a nation that is still the beacon of all that is good and all that is possible for humankind. You spoke of a future where the politics we have in Washington finally reflects the values we hold as Americans, the values you live by here in Iowa, common sense and honesty generosity and compassion, decency and responsibility. These values don't belong to one class or one region or even one party. They are the values that bind us together as one, as one country. That, that is the country that's the country I saw in the faces of crowds that would stretch far into the horizon of our heartland. Faces of every color, of every age. Faces I see here tonight. You're Democrats. You're Democrats who are tired of being divided, but you're also Republicans who no longer recognize the party that runs Washington. And independents who are hungry for change. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. This is Saint Clinton. And we've come to the end of Think It Ain't Illegal Yeah. We'll be back soon with a new episode. And hopefully this episode has made you think and want to make a difference in this world. Now I'm going to turn on for the love of poetry and spoken word. And think. Camelot Rising. Three kings of Camelot in knightly attire rode forth Get to Old Navy now, because this week only, there's a new red-hot deal every single day. Plus, up to 50% off store-wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also, get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in-store. So hurry in and get today's wow-worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19, select styles only. $10 off valid in-store only. One-time use excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. 
Get to Old Navy now because this week only there's a new red hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in store. So hurry in and get today's wow worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in store only. One time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry.